All right, super excited for this episode for many reasons. For one, uh, is that Sean is now a full time member of the pod. This is his first one as a full time member, but you know at that there's no difference from any other time that he's on the podcast. It's just a great episode. Two, uh, this film has been requested for quite some time. We watched the year two thousands. Now eat, starring Brother Lynch Hung. Uh, definitely a story by Brother Lynch Hung there too. Um, and then three, uh, I navigated some very boring computer issues, so I now have proper plugins. So this thing is mixed properly, although not this particular track right here, because <laughs> uh, I record that after the episode's done. It's a long story, anyway. And finally, um, we talk a ton of rap in this episode, so be prepared. And we're doing a little bit of a new thing where we just drop more snippets in. So if we reference a song, we try and throw in some snippets because that's always fun. Uh, that's all I got, though. Let's get into it. Brother Lynch hung in Now Eat on Bodega Box Office. Dan, you're like, right, obviously in Sacramento, you're it's either this guy or Joan Didion. Shooting with a needle full of dead babies. Homophobic barbecue tips. Talk it. Yeah, the most dangerous place in the world. Loud. Like the yeah, only success of government in the last 30 years was adding a cool logo to music that deserves it. Oh, it's like what you liked before, buddy. It's mixed correctly. <laughs> 2112 Savage. People are like, why aren't they employing your mate? Oh, just because he's too good. He's too good. Yeah, it turns out he's too good at fucking being a nonce. Um, <laughs> Shane. Welcome to Bodega Box Office, the podcast about rap movies with an asterisk. What's a rap movie? It's a movie that was either written by, produced by, directed by, or starring a rapper. I'm the rap game, Jay Sherman. Over here, I have the rap game, Sandy Ginian. What it do? Dialing in from Parts Unknown. New to the podcast, officially full-time, the rap game, Richard Wody. Sean is here. Hello. Pull up. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> I'm Pull up is... Is the catchphrase now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Me, me, so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. I, 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 uh, I don't think of a better one than pull ups. Fine though, it's sturdy. Pull-up's great. It's yeah. sturdy. You know. Yeah. yeah. But now you just have to say it every time, or else like our listeners will riot. You have we we must have. That's not the real Sean. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like yeah, it's like the fucking master pay thing. You know, say pull up. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no. We'll, he said we'll, the thing. He said the yeah, thing. Exactly. Do a kick clip. Um, so, okay, let's just talk about it up front. Sean's now uh, a full-time part of the podcast, which we're very excited about. Um, I think... Bit of diversity, might, you know? Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> we really needed to, like, branch out to, like, a white guy with an accent. Yeah. How about well, that? What if we got a fat guy in here? Well, you know, I might switch <laughs> things up a little bit. Um, a twofer. But, a twofer. Yeah, yeah, that's, that. yeah. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, no, happy to be, happy to be bringing the international flavor to the bodega and you are going to bring uh in addition to international flavor and and probably uh a, i guess a general like you know difference in, in understanding what a bodega is we just talked about this offline it was great um format might change a little bit which is really fun we instead of just doing like april fools is the time where we can talk about you know musicians being in movies your spice worlds your chess the musical uh we've done about a hundred million episodes about rappers in movies i think anthony check me on my, my math on that but it's close it's close yeah, damn near um and it'll never end and that's the, the funny yeah. thing anthony I'm, when people when you tell people about this podcast because i'm sure you walk around doing it all the time um 
aren't they like, won't you run out of movies? Do you ever hear that one? Um, generally, it is something suggested, but it is also suggested after they have uh, gotten mad that we haven't done Eight Mile or whatever. So right, right, uh, right, right. the whole thing just belies the fact that I should have known not to bring it up in the first place. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But uh, slap those people in the face. They're Philistines. They know nothing. This is an endless well and truly endless with the rappers. And we're not going to stop doing rapper movies, but we are going to bring in more musician movies uh, than just once a year, which is really exciting. I can't wait to watch Buster starring Phil Collins. Um, (laughs) But nothing else is going to change about the podcast. We are predominantly still a rapper movie podcast. It's just now the ratio may be like 75% instead of 90% or whatever. It's pretty much just going to be Sean trying to get a like get a no means no movie in there. I think. Oh man, guys, come on! It, 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 it could happen. It could happen. You know? Has it not happened? I, it just no. seems like they would have been in something. They are their big cinematic turn was they are the outro. They're the credits music for the Canadian answer to Wayne's World Foo Bar. Okay. Um, which I know you're thinking, oh, surely that will take off. Those, Bob, those are the Canadian answers. Yes. <laughs> They're like, the, but I was going to say the Canadian. Austin <laughs> Power take off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, take off. But, but like, no, no, no means no, never. They're in it. They soundtrack another film, but it's really terrible. It's about like, uh, it's a, like a thriller about a aborted fetus that survived and comes back and kills everybody. It's called The Hanger. Oh. Um, oh. uh, do not watch. Do not recommend. Uh, but uh, but no, there's been no no means no film. So who knows what what? I'll maybe I'll introduce you to like I don't know some. I'm trying to think if, if any Irish musician has ever been in a film. Probably to comic effect. If I, if I think about it for about ten minutes, but uh, we'll, we'll come up with something. Um, yeah. See, th- this is not the time or the place to figure out what we're <laughs> what we're gonna watch. But we do. You just fired off like in the pre-show, like just an insane list of things too that like i'm just like yes let's do that all right so we watched uh this so i think we're also gonna like rotate a little bit like we'll pick one i pick one anthony picks one sean picks one that's kind of how this in hindsight this is the most rapper movie ever and we've inexplicably decided to spend two minutes telling people to hit stop and to start listening to a different podcast because they think we're going to be talking about like french new wave cinema starring a trumpet player well, I mean, that's that could happen, so shut up. <laughs> In the future, yeah. <laughs> yeah you don't know. <laughs> but we just, this was as as hard as it could possibly go. And it, like, what a pick, dude. We watched uh, Now Eat, uh, starring Brother Lynch Hung, and a whole host of uh, the Sick Mode. Sick, what are they, Sick Made? What's their thing? Sick Mode? Sick Made, I believe. Sick Made. Clothing line was amazing in this. Um from uh what year is this the year 2000 directed by carrie allen williams written by carrie allen williams although i'm uh i'm guessing the story by would have been by brother brother lynch hung a lot of common themes here um anthony you picked this one uh tell us tell us why oh i just uh i mean i always love a movie that is cheaply made and inexplicable uh, but the sound much better than you would have expected. Uh, oh, God, so yeah. that's fucking yeah. very pleasant. It did um, drop out at points, I will say. There was yes. at least one. Yeah, okay, yeah. so that happened to you guys too. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yes. am I just? Is this just too funky? Am I not getting this? But no, it did. It did drop out. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think there's like a minute and a half of the YouTube feed that everyone should go to uh, looking for this. 
Um, yeah, no, it just seemed like the perfect combination of things. Like regional rapper that's great at what he does, but if he decided to just be a regular, like third tier aftermath rapper that didn't talk about cannibalism, that could have worked because he's got fucking skill. Uh, yeah, a city we don't often talk about. Uh, yeah, Sacramento, not Sacktown. not a. Yeah, not a uh, first ballot rap city, but uh, still something that has put out a lot of good rap over the years. Yeah, it, it just seemed like a good reset. Get back to our roots. Yeah, this this is definitely our roots. This is, but this is like maybe the like one of the better. I'm, I guess I'm tipping my hand really quickly, but one of the better of uh, the rapper produced films that we've seen for sure. Um, uh, let's just maybe start off by the plot. Let's hit the plot. No Anthony, I'm so right. curious to see what you got here. <laughs> let's, let's, let's see. A uh, local Sacramento witch uh, decides to cast a cannibalism spell on Brother Lynch Hung in retaliation for uh, the violence and murder that takes place during his home invasions. But because this is a movie made by Brother Lynch Hung, she is the villain. <laughs> That's it? That's all you got? Uh, it's, I don't know. It's, 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 it <laughs> captures the spirit of the film pretty well. You know? Oh, God. Oh, I love it's it. fascinating, I, ladies and gentlemen. It is fascinating. There's so much going on in this movie. Um, <laughs> the first thing we can say, though, is that it, like, in a very welcome way, it is, like, it does tie up uh, some of its loose ends in a way. Um, in a very, fu- like, the ending is is way funnier <laughs> That I thought it was going to be like it is very rare as a as somebody who's seen a fair few shot on video films, which I think this is. Um, it's kind of rare. Oh, they that show it, you the camera in it, like fifty even here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, um, it's very rare that it kind of like really kind of peps up towards the end and then is quite wittily like ties it all together, like even a nice little button joke of like the lurch character or whatever. Yeah. Like, like it's real good. Like, I think like this is like a real, just to put my cards also now that they're uh, regular <laughs> cards around here on the table too. I think this is great. This one. Um, I think this is actually really cool. Um, and, and yeah, and I think for an SOV like film, these, they have, it has all the attendant and pr- not problems, but sort of weird bagginess. These films tend to have when they're like, they're good, but they're also 70 minutes long and feel like they're 95 minutes long. You yeah. hundred percent. Um, and, and then people talk off camera in a very funny way where it's just like, oh, you know, <laughs> like, but but I think the plot is actually clear and easy to understand, you know, and it is it, it is it like it is taking, you know, it's like the skits. It's what you want from Rafa. It's the skits before a song yeah. kind of ple- pleasantly extended out into like a kind of a mildly daft, you know, kind of hour and 15 minutes. You can't say better than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, this seems like very much in your wheelhouse, like with the the stuff you watch on um, Live at the Death Factory. Yeah, like, and it is a good version of it. But I kept i I was so entranced by how good it was that I I kept asking myself, and I should know the answer, but I want to put it to you guys: like, what makes these things bad when they're bad? And I couldn't answer it. So I'm curious to hear what you guys. What works so well about this is the fact that. Brother Lynch Hung and Six and like X rated and those guys do like transcend from like we are fucking like big dick street assassins that make money and sell drugs and all this like 
to actually shift into something that's like sort of, I don't know, like the horror supernatural like vein, it keeps them from using this entire movie as an advertisement for who they delusionally think they are in real life. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's an element that yes, they're, they're trying to do something is like, is the most general way to do it. But also like definitely the, the most important thing to kind of highlight is like, they, um they have to like, if, yeah, Anthony's dead right. If they were just going to know this is us being killed, this is us killing people or whatever, and there was no actual plot. But this distancing device of like a witch who is civically minded <laughs> has kidnapped a a delivery driver who has never did anything before or since that delivery driver, despite him having the kind of part they give to a real actor in these things, you know, where he's like, he has all the kind of slapstick scenes and all the kind of expository scenes and everything. That guy never did anything before or since, according to IMDb. Weird. Um, got some good physical humor too. I'm really, really. Yeah. He, he was great. And yeah. like, they, and like even their whole bit, their whole shtick is like totally mystery science theater thing, you know, 3000 kind of thing where there's a lurch, you know, she has cursed your man and he's like, I don't want to do this. And she keeps, takes out a voodoo doll of him or whatever. Like, and it's just happening in a, in a house, you know, like, like it's the just set suddenly, dressing was, yeah, yeah. he opens the door and it's just like a fucking weird voodoo, like kind of, uh, kind of, uh, what would you call it? Like den or whatever. Um, the like thank yous are incredible. Yeah. There's a thank you to motel six and to quote guy who let us film in the parking lot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, see that, but that shows like the fact that that thank you is there. That shows that they paid attention, and that that shows on the screen. I think as well. Well, there's a whole paragraph in the credits saying like, "Thank you to Mrs. So and So, Mr. So and So, and So and So for opening your homes and businesses to us. We know it was a massive headache, and we will not forget it." Yeah, that's um, like I think um, verbatim what it actually said. And and a minimum, the gore effects not as saucy as gore often gets which is <laughs> yeah. quite funny because it means it's a, it's a very funny signal that like you know people with some restraint made this or, or or people with some cop on made it because you know because of what cleanup would involve right like um because yeah, sometimes you true. see people you see like one of the reasons gore films made by on shot on video by like teenagers are so amazing is it's like wow they were not thinking about how long it was going to take to clean this up is like yeah. it's something that occurs to you almost immediately. Whereas this is actually like unusually conservative, you know. Um, even when, the, when you're shooting on video like that, and this I I know this from experience because Anthony and I and a bunch of our friends made a a horror a gore thing, and uh, it's really hard to capture like small amounts of anything on like that yeah. kind of like film or whatever, and so you really do have to overdo it. And it's got to be like darker red than usual. And you, you like, there's so much blood in this movie that like, you just don't see like when he's also because we're two two 240p, like, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. We were, we were full gangster on this one. But like when he's like hacking up a body with a chainsaw, he's supposed to be like getting sprayed in the face with like an evil dead amount of blood. Yeah. But certainly. like, and you can see the little flecks of it flying by, but nothing like it just does not show up. And like, I thought it was actually the better for it. It had this weird kind of like chasteness to its gore. That was kind of cool. Yeah. It's funny. And, and like that whole technical aspect of it, like obviously the, that kind of reaches logical end point in gore cinema with the August underground films, which are 
made by people who studied at the Tom Savini effects school and are just really, really realistic home invasion things with no plot or anything. It's just like they break into somebody's house and there's like a very realistic looking dead baby with maggots eating it there and oh. kind of that, that kind of yeah, like they're kind of infamous you all you'll never get through them kind of films. But all of that is what's what kind of is amusing about them is they're so the guy making them whatever, even though it's like this all oh, object and all this, it's it's such a blatantly technical exercise for them, you know? And it it did not overwhelm it was not goofy, like the gore, especially towards the end, was pretty hardcore what you could see of it. But it wasn't overdone. Like the spirit of the film still it had retained, which is very weird to say about this film, as a kind of a caper sort yeah, of a I, sense. Yeah, I kept little, thinking uh, romp. I was like, yeah, this is a romp. exactly. It was like a kind of a good episode, you know, Tintin or something. You know, <laughs> like there's a voodoo doll, there's a guy, you know, there's a there's a guy shouting, tell your daughter next time she sucked the dick, she better swallow. You know, there's like all that kind of stuff. Um, the, the dialogue is, it's funny because there is definitely some and just say some tough shit now of dialogue in it. Oh, yeah. But, like, I think horrorcore itself sort of has this built into it, too, where it's like, we we know this is kind of funny, you know? Or the reason that we're talking about this in this really exaggerated way is kind of acknowledges that, like, violence in rap is exaggerated in this way anyway, you know? Um, It's like taking it to its logical extreme, um, that's definitely how I feel people like Ari the Rugged Man or whatever when they're doing horrorcore stuff. It does feel like that taking it to the to the um but uh taking it to the uh to the nth degree or whatever, you know. So um Yeah, and I think nobody does that more than Brother Lynchong, right? Like I mean <laughs> Well, I mean look Gangster Nip is still is still out there, you know, like um he's uh, he's uh, he came before I was looking up Brother Lynchong before we came on and um uh, Chris Weingarten, the ex-editor of um, Rolling Stone magazine, um, and uh, was arguing with uh, Andrew Nosnitsky about, <laughs> or trying to start an argument with Andrew Nosnitsky in 2010 about how Gangsta Nip started horrorcore before Brother Lynch hung, and uh, no response. It's very weird being able to look <laughs> at Twitter so from far, oh my 13 God. years ago. So long ago. Uh, but... Uh, but yeah, Gangster Nip is. I wonder was he in a film? I'm sure, and, it, and that's the thing. I kept thinking too is like, why, where are these movies now? Like, why, why aren't, why aren't? Yeah, why aren't lads going? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, because you can't make any now. money off it. It's well, yeah, it's easier, true. but it used to be a thing where you could have an interest in doing this, and also you could say instead of spending three months making a record, let's spend six months making a cheap movie. But then they all get sold for twenty five dollars on DVD at fucking Camelot Music at the mall. And now all that money just goes to fucking Sergey Brin at Google or whatever. So there's no reason to do it if you don't have money. And once you do have money, you generally are sort of on the, the back half of trying to make art that's interesting. Anthony, I got a proposition, a business proposition for you. Um, okay. Let's start one of those like Western traditionalist like Twitter accounts. But like the time that we're longing for is the time when people were making rap movies. Like, how does that sound? (laughs) I mean, it's basically all anybody else does. Yeah. Like all those like really sad memes that are like, 
you wake up on Saturday morning and play Super Nintendo and eat a box of Lucky Charms or whatever. It's the exact yeah. same thing, but we're just leaping past like the wholesome sepia-toned uh, Pleasantville version of 1994 and going right towards the actual meat and potatoes that would make that life worth living again. Right. Getting stoned and watching fucking now eat on a yeah. DVD. You know, one guy's got the DVD. We got to go over to Sean's house. Sean's yeah, got the DVD. That, that, that was always, that's the kind of vibe it is. And like, yeah, like that's, it's a pity that this kind of thing, because now it would just be an elaborate music video. It was like the same kind of, would, right. would fulfill the same kind of, like, I, do you guys know who Boy Harsher is? Yes. The, yes. Yes. But boy, right, so I'm, I like don't know if that's. Um, I, I I have never encountered Boy Harsher's music outside of the, the context. Which, which I'm, I'm I'm so into old '80s and industrial, and like I, whenever I encounter a band that's doing what they're doing, where it's like we're like that, but it's new, and you can, and we're young, and if you yeah. want to come see us live, we're not seventy years old, like. I still get afraid now. I am afraid of new music. Basically, yeah, so. it's good, but it's, it is a bit like, oh, it's like what you liked before, but it's mixed correctly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, no, they're like they're good or whatever. But they have yeah, it's a it's nice grand. They have a. Uh, let's not get too comfortable with saying grand right off the top there. Let's keep some. That's <laughs> a culture, not a costume, buddy. Uh, but I. But I. Uh, but they they have this thing called the runner, right? Which is like a kind of a fifteen minute horror film, and they're. But all of the dialogue is the like it's like a music video, but it's for the whole EP. You know, and, oh, and it, so yeah, like yeah. The the music is like kind of weaving in and out of it from the whole. So, yeah, sort of. Yeah, but as far as I remember, it's like the whole thing. It's it, it's it's almost like they made a music video for every single song on this EP and strung them together as this kind of film. And um and and the 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 horror film itself is very reminiscent of the you know what would be the soundtrack of you know the kind of almost invented past of how people assumed all these things were scored when in reality if you go to SOVs a lot of them were scored with like sounds like the fucking MIDI soundtrack to Dune like, yes. like fucking heavy guitars but but sounded like complete shape you know, like, <laughs> like you know but um but no I, and I think like this like um uh is is kind of like that too where the music in fact it plays with doing stuff at the end where he says yeah. something and then it's answered by lyrics in one of his songs. Yeah, um, I, I appreciated that it didn't go hard on that though. Like that they didn't just drop a music video in the middle of it. Like yeah, but oh, there is definitely the freestyle bits session at the barbecue is. Yes, but that yes, usually yeah. what we see is like okay, here's some concert footage, or here is an actual music video. But instead, they're just like, no, this scene we're at a barbecue, everyone's fucked up. What do you do at a barbecue when you're fucked up? I could put my hand in the air and say, I'm gonna go freestyle. That sounds like fun, and so yeah. like. They, Great freestyle scene as well. Yeah, it's really good, and it's like they got a way to put other people on, but without but making it like plot driven. Which I can't believe I care this much about plot. Like it's strange, but like in this situation, it really worked. I thought it was like really effective, and I was not bored at all by it. No, and like and the um, also you get great kind of um, you know freestyle. What was this? Is this late nineties? This film um or 2000 so 2000 yeah late night yeah 2000 so you get like the great 2000 sort of freestyling which is like people you know the way like Cormac mccarthy does these really weird kind of pseudo biblical things with the english language sometimes 
um, Loki starting his freestyle with doing what the fuck I must and what I will. So it's a very, like, felt very Cormac McCarthy to me. Um, he should be, uh, yeah, he should be proud of that one. Um, but, um, I love that Cormac gets a, gets a shout out here. It's great. Oh man. Uh, I mean, certainly this has fucking better album art than he does. Uh, I'll say that much. Those new, those new paperbacks. Uh, but, uh, you look ridiculous. Uh, and, uh, in that scene, you get that great guy who, and this was a very like 2000s freestyle cypher thing too. Like that guy who just gets on the mic and says like, what does he say? Like the virus. And then he, that's it. Yeah. He's like, I'm a gangster alien. <laughs> and then your one is like, I'm actually the person supposed to rap now. Can you hand me the fucking <laughs> microphone? And he like slinks off. Uh, but, uh, and that's what I love about that scene as well is that is, this another it's another kind of um, good key, keystone or not keystone, but good measure of when one of these is good is if it's borrowing from stuff that isn't just other shot on video films and doing it in an interesting way. So the Jacob's Ladder stuff in this, where the more he gets told to be a cannibal, like people's faces at part the party change, and he's from his point of view they all turn into monsters, telling him eat what you kill, eat what you kill, and that kind of stuff. That's really cool. And that's like a hard thing to convey shot on video, you know, when everybody, you know, presumably like billows of weed smoke around everybody at all the time. And the prosthetics look pretty good too. And they're subtle as again, weirdly subtle prosthetics, but yeah, like they're really good. And they put prosthetics on that whole fucking party. Like that was like 30 people that all like sat down for at least an hour each to get like, real looking rust it was well i mean i think the, the the um the the his the pull he has in sacramento basically i think <laughs> i think it's it's very clear to me that you're looking at that and you're like right obviously in sacramento you're it's either this guy or joan didier you have to put your <laughs> stuff behind <laughs> behind one of them and a lot of people were going with um with uh which with, with this i'm like uh, to see uh, if it, they ever collabed because because you're because you know like when he's like oh this is this beautiful woman that can't stop talking about you who you were kind of just rude to and he's like oh yeah fucker like you know it's like oh and and, and he, all the people showing up and so but like yeah there's a lot of caper like laxative in the cops coffee and the stuff you know yeah, waka waka well or, or uh and the and then then the, the most the bit i can't explain and the bit i i turn to you both rap experts um uh of the culture it's, it's uh what would you say Ankle deep in the history of Brother Lee Chung and Lin Chung, and the way that I am not, I actually briefly mixed him up, mixed him up with Big Lurch. I was like, didn't that guy actually eat someone? But no, that was a different, the different rapper. Uh, but um, what the fuck is with the gay chef thing? Oh yeah, like I'm not, I'm not saying cancel Brother Lin Chung. I've heard his music. I don't think the gay chef thing is going to be in the top three hundred most objectionable things he did. But like. Is is that a reference to anything? You're referring to Flaming with Giorgio, which is a uh, skit that's within the film that's like a TV cooking show, and yeah. the host is gay, and he has a gay a gay co-host. Um, Anthony, yeah, what, what what do you why do you think that's in there? Where does that where does that from? belong in the culture, Anthony? Well, I mean, I think first off, don't they lose their uh, membership in all the film societies if you don't add gay panic to your rap movie in the year? <laughs> probably yeah. it, yeah. Required, probably, yeah. Yeah, someone's like, well, hold on, this is a little bit comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> and also that is like the rise of the Food Network. Like that is right around the time when all of the idle, financially comfortable people started to get really into like Emerald Legacy and shit. Like I think it's just like 
more of a stoned observation. Like this, is the thing that's on TV all the time, this would be a funny thing to weave in. Like, yeah, Chef Jeff Anthony. That's <laughs> oh man, I used to, me. I used to, I used to work at a video aggregator, and we had all the Chef Jeff videos. No, that guy's uh, yeah, a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I like, and I was uploading them, and I took so long, and I was in such a like fucking manic state at, at one point that I just kept calling them Chief Jeef. <laughs> and like, and it was one of those things where the person talking to me was like, "Yeah, but what's the joke? What's that a reference?" As I was just there now, and I was like, "No, man, it's just Chief G." And I like, but well, we had we had Chief. And for G- anybody that doesn't know, and also to confirm, I know what we're talking about Chef Jeff is the thing that's sort of like one of those Maury episodes where they send children to boot camp, but yes. in this case, the person that runs the boot camp is Black Chef Boyardee. Yeah, and he's well. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! But he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah. I was in prison, and I was wasn't he in the military also? Yeah. But he just like all he does is scream at people and um and, he's and make very, like very, uh, make egg breakfast cups or whatever. Yeah, this is like, the devil to Dave's wicked breads, angel. Who's <laughs> Dave's wicked bread? Yeah, you lost me there. Oh, it's like this guy that sells like expensive bread. But on the bag, there's like an explanation of how he did like time in prison. For Does he hold an axe? And is there a picture of him holding an axe or something on the, <laughs> there on the should bag? Be. All right, okay, maybe not. We gotta get him and Neb chopping together. You gotta yeah, put yeah. Some of that <laughs> Neb chopping over here. But <laughs> like, I, uh, I think yeah, because that that it's true though. You know, like the the that is actually again that's like a it's not done the best way. It's like an Eminem album where you're like. Well, okay, the, the the way you choose to joke about this is to just be homophobic. But, like, the joke where the guy is, like, saying, no, this is a family recipe, and they're like, we all know it's from this fucking book, is, re- is really funny. <laughs> like, that's a really, really funny joke. Yeah, he's, like, holding the book while he's yeah, cooking. They're like, saying, you know, we all, and then it, for the large character to be like, yeah, I was just selling these books. <laughs> yeah, no, that was incredible. That, Anthony, gave me um, shades of how the spot that Gucci Mane movie ends in an earnest conversation about what an allegory is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Fantastic. Fantastic. it's just genius that, like, a, that just makes it so, so great. And I love that Lurch gets his own storyline. Lurch is like the henchman of the, the civic minded witch. Um, I love that he gets his own button. It's so also, funny. if there's just all these extra uh, cooking with Giorgio books around, I do love the idea that it insinuates it's one of those, like, Got on the New York Times bestseller list via bulk purchase kind yeah. of scenario, like, so like, like Dianetics or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's um, inescapable in in Sacramento. Yeah, it's just, it's just, they guess, bought yeah. a pallet of them and then are just going door to door selling them as like homophobic barbecue tips. Well, so we would okay. This is the difference, I think, Sean. I think I might have an answer. We would encounter this in another rap movie, right? Like yeah. the the skit that's just a delivery pa- delivery device for gay panic, right? That's it. Yeah. Um, but then this takes a full one eighty, and now it's a it's important because the galloping gourmet or whatever is all of a sudden like, hey, it, he he has like a kind of a PCP schizoaffective moment where he's like, Hey, you need to eat what you kill. Lynch. That That's is like exactly what I was going to say. The sketch turns into that, that chef using the N word saying you have to go and kill what you eat, which are, 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 are eat what you kill, kill what you eat or whatever. It, that, that is, that's really good. That ties it together in a way that like, even like I, I can see a lot of more uh, polished, shall we say, um, rap movies not bothering with 
you know, in the same to the same extent. But they're like, I can no, see A twenty four movies not not yeah. getting that right. No, no A twenty four film has ever paid any attention to detail. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> fucking dickheads over there. Uh, but but like, I, I just think like that book being a motif is like again, it's a it's like a Twilight Zone thing. You know, like everyone has this book. It's either yeah, exactly. People are everyone's house. It's that. There's that. that Slighting towards Bethlehem, probably, and like the phone book or like the three books everyone has, and and uh, and like it's just constantly being bought up. And then him being hungry and all that kind of thing is um. It, and what I love as well is that he is in the film a horrorcore rapper who raps about eating nuts and guts, you know. Yeah. And when he starts doing it, people are like, "Oh, you really do that," you know. And his gang are like, "Yeah, he really does that," not knowing that he's actually salting a man um for <laughs> with intent you know um and that girl finds out and is like cool with it she's like oh yeah. cool you're a cannibal you're gonna call me later it's great yeah yeah because that because this is it's sack time that's it you know she got there's only so many there's only so many do- there's only so many doors um uh only so many red uh red ropes that john Dillion's name can open up for you you know you gotta you gotta go with what's popular right then i, I don't know why i i think this is fine anyway but like and I, but as well like the whole literalizing the metaphor of like he's talking about killing people <laughs> they're like yeah well you, you say you're a cannibal it's, it's it's also a joke about rap music right about authenticity but like oh they don't actually do what say what they do on the record or whatever and then this guy's like no and that's why the end where he's like i actually love killing people and eating them so i'm fine and he shoots her one in the head like yeah. it's really really <laughs> funny yeah the curse is lifted he, or the curse is not lifted he's like i yeah. want to i want he the curse to remain it. yeah 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 that's a and, cool uh, thing too yeah i like and again, like in terms of talking about you know um yeah, authenticity and rap and stuff. Again, a funny joke to be like, no, why would I? And I get a really good shot. Like, it looks even, even the visuals are good towards the end of him driving with the chicken wing with the maniacal eyes. Oh, the, the screenshots ch- were ringing off on my side. Yeah, I can't the, wait. <laughs> the Charles Pinion lighting. Like, um, Charles Pinion is like the one of the direct to video kind of pioneers. And, um, and, and he does this really he was like a teenage skater when he was making some of his films. So some of his team, uh, some of his, um, scenes are shot with literal torches and you can see the torch light on people's faces and stuff. Like it, it reads like a torch, which David Lynch has done as well. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I actually stole it from there. Anyway. That's but, so good. but like, it's like that non-natural lighting on purpose. It's the same. Like there are so many, there's so many things that are done in this film that are like, it's really properly good. You know, like even the bit, he doesn't overdo it. But when the woman is like, oh, I really love your music. And he says, oh, if you love that, and next stuff's going to be amazing. And she's like, yeah, what's that? And he looks down the barrel of the camera and goes, now he's out on record, you know, like, and <laughs> yeah. like shills the record. Like, that's really funny. It's really good. I guess this is the notes. We'll go to the notes. Um, there's something going back to what you were just talking about sean with the idea of the end of the movie being very funny what i like about it is there's that sort of idea of what can take something that's not funny and make it into a joke and it's generally just like swapping out a noun or uh adjusting the proportion and you think about all of like the vampire movies and like this sort of like elegant like dracula figure that like once they're condemned to this life, they do sort of enjoy being able to do it forever. And 
changing the idea of like an elegant vampire into like a cannibal where there's just no way to elegantly like eat intestines. Like it is very funny that the idea that he would be willing to do this forever, even if it is pleasant on like a carnal level, it just looks so ridiculous that like it'd be difficult to imagine somebody being like, yes, this is a dignified way to spend eternity. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Anthony. Uh, no, 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 exactly. And I mean, as well, if you talk about, you know, people accepting the curse or whatever, you know, like, do you, you think all oh, people being dismissed as like, oh, you're just thugs or whatever and you're criminals? Like, yeah, we are. And we're about to make that the most fashionable thing to be on planet Earth. Like, that's what gangster rap <laughs> is. You know what I mean? It's like taking the worst thing people were saying about, uh, you know, the, the, the people making the music and making it the most desirable commodity possible. Now, with disastrous consequences, certainly, um, the continued career of in, insert whoever guy uh, won't kill me here. Uh, but uh, but like um, you know, Rick Rubin, uh, like the success of Rick Rubin uh, is a is a horrible thing we have to bear. Here's a dodgy very guy. recently featured on the podcast in uh, Tougher Than Leather. Rick Rubin, gotta say, look, I uh, I'm, I'm I'm not going to say anything too specific about him, but I think he's paid by the CIA. Um, uh, <laughs> But uh, I want a mosey all around for Rick. Uh, but um, but yeah, no, I think um, it, it's just yeah, it, it's a, it's so cool, and it's not. It doesn't like in my sense, like we're bigging it up to be like quite lofty. At no stage does the film think it's anything other than like yeah, that's also incredible too. Yeah, brother Lin Chong is like here to eat people. Like the film is isn't like this is actually quite deep. If you think you know that. Well, that's why I fucking hated that Bones and All movie. Oh, that was awful. Um. But, like, it's about cannibals, so I guess it's relevant here. Yeah. They really try and do that thing where exactly what Anthony's talking about, where it's, like, it's really undignified and, like, gross to, like, eat people. And, like, the process of it is, like, really arduous. Um, but then it wraps it all in a bunch of, like, utter bullshit where it thinks it's just really hitting you with some truth, man. Um, and this never does that. It's cool because Brother Lynch Hung is not, like, Anthony, remember um, Conversation with the Devil, the Andre Nicotina thing? Yeah. Where he's like the most badass guy ever, like yeah. in the movie. He's just like, just the the best. Like, Brother Lynch Hung. That's is not like a not, dramatic device, though. Uh, that's just Andre Nicotina being extremely fucking cool, though. Oh, well, yeah, like for sure. Eight feet tall and says cool things and is obsessed with whales. And is a, and that, and like shouts out what movie he just watched. He's like, you ever seen Lumumba? Um, <laughs> I loved that part. But, but like Brother Lynch Hong is like, he's, he's kind of like not amazing at his job. Like he keeps letting that, you know, tracksuit Luca Brasi looking guy get yeah. away with shit. He doesn't even lock his door. Yeah. And he's like a reluctant kind of cannibal. But then like once he, like it's it's got an arc it yeah. fully goes through. and he only has to eat what he kills but the idea that he stops killing is that's too far yeah like, what if i have to kill yeah. again Wait, what's... <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah i'm gonna kill again so that's yeah. the thing here boys is i'm gonna kill again yeah um, yeah that has, has to get done you know um i uh i loved as well um i mean it it, it, it was a staple of anybody any college dorm room i guess or college apartment or whatever but please the, say the, the posters po- the posters i was gonna say the parental advisory as its own poster is that's basically the end of the movie right thing. yeah where like it's cheersing yeah where it's like 
this is a curse. This is a stigma to put on you. It's like, oh no, actually, this is my whole shit. Like, you know, like this is this is so cool. I can put this up without in music around it. You know, um, just the idea of parental advisory explicit it's lyrics. Its own brand. Um, yeah, yeah. It's Anthony. Uh, you want to say anything about Tipper Gore or anything? <laughs> well, I do like the idea that it was its own brand long enough that it was also on uh, the tank top that Woody Harrelson wore throughout most of White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> Like that's yes. like eight years of it. Like that's when iconic American logo is the uh, board congressional housewife. Uh, let's all collectively uh, blame black music for the downfalls of neoliberalism type of thing. And metal. And, you got yeah. to give metal its due too. Yeah. But just for it to somehow produce that fucking relatively incredible uh logo believable logo it's yeah perfect. yeah like the yeah, only success really of government in the last 30 years was adding a cool logo to music <laughs> that deserves it it is it is funny that that logo is so good isn't it like that it's, it's like the more it goes like the more salt logo where you're like whoa he didn't have to <laughs> this is unreal uh yeah yeah like you like look at a pack of cigarettes and you see the horseshit logo at the bottom and you're like oh yeah it's very like bureaucratic and it's too long and wordy and it seems like a bunch of lawyers are involved like <laughs> that's what you would expect you would expect a paragraph on yeah. like a big sticker that covers everything slapped like sideways by accident by like a dysfunctional machine uh on the side of every album and instead you just get this perfect little thing in the corner it's incredible and it's still yeah. a meme to like slap a parental advisory black out someone's eyes and you've got a griselda album cover and like <laughs> there's no albums anymore. Like there's like, you're not CDs don't exist. Like, yeah, so yeah. it's fucking super cool to see. Yeah, It's been it's replaced awesome. by a little E like a little gray E that yeah. shows you, you didn't click on the clean version of the streaming album by accident. God, yeah, I am trauma traumatized by the fact that loads of E40 albums went up on Spotify and they were all the clean versions. Oh, and then I don't know how this, I don't know what, I don't know who he's paying, but he's not paying him enough. It's one of his fucking cousins. He's not paying him enough because I know he keeps in the family, but apparently he gave the fucking Egypt this job because <laughs> it was all censored versions and then they all came down and now like that mental run of mixtapes that he thought he had that were not mixtapes. He said it multiple times. They were real albums. They had barcodes like and sound scan numbers and everything in the late 2000s, early 2010s, like revenue retrieval and all that. They're not on Spotify. Seriously? Like that, yeah, yeah. As far as I remember, yeah, they're not on Spotify, and it's like it's totally fucked, you know. And 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 because you would think now, in in the day and age when you know five year old children are jubilantly singing along with wet ass pussy um, and stuff like that, <laughs> yeah. I tried to make, hear this pearl clutching from Sean. That's uh, in 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 these kind of days when well, I mean, I really don't care. I think that's fine. And I, I, I like, but I I, I think. That now swearing should not be should not exist as a concept. Yeah, that's you true. know, like it really shouldn't. Like swearing should be over. It should Fuck like yeah. you know, like it's like uh, speaking as somebody who has never really thought of swearing as swearing, maybe ever. Um, like in the same way that I, I apparently people do, you know, in other places because you know it's more kind of accepted here, I guess. Or and um and even then, like I, I obviously didn't swear around my horrible grandmother, but um she no. now. Uh, well, I have a very hard time avoiding hearing that stuff in hell. Where she is, but uh, I, <laughs> I, I think uh, I, I do think that like the people that still keep swearing, like I really offended somebody on Twitter once, like not on purpose, which is unusual, because I said, um, "Oh yeah, swearing is a 
being obsessed with swearing is a paraphilia. Like, you know, it's like a sexual thing. People who, who, who are really proud they don't swear. And several people were like, no, I don't swear. And it's not a big deal. It's just I promised my mother I'd never swear. And I was like, no, that's, you're, you're a serial killer in, a, in an episode of CSI. Like, <laughs> this is the weirdest thing anyone has ever said. But yeah, I know, because I made this, I made this, I'm looking at this playlist I made years and years ago called All of the Evil Sounding E40 Songs on that multi-disc album here. I called Dig That With A Shovel. <laughs> and that's that's the way I'm saying. And I remember all of those songs sound so similar. Speaking of which, horrorcore, because yeah, I remember it's I like that. There's this much horrorcore available to us now in this context. Like I know it's not sample based as much, but it's like good lord. Uh, but it, it's it I is still, my own pearls. It's still funny that like you know no horrorcore is still like a going concern. And it's like surely like you know the internet you know TV programs have to make up that there's a dark web where you can watch people get murdered. Where, whereas in reality, anyone has been able to like you could you need to type maybe three things to see somebody get murdered on the internet still, <laughs> and they're in that's after it being shorn up over a number of years. But like Live Leak was just like Reddit had a fucking page until like five years ago called Watch People Die that had two million followers that was just actual footage of people dying, like gifs and stuff and news footage and everything. And like you would think in that age, people would be less obsessed with with horrorcore, but no, apparently being a goblin and being a little beastie and going around <laughs> and like um and and like killing people. Although I am, of course, alighting the big thing in horrorcore, which is they just love talking about rape. Um, yeah. But uh, you can't really get around that. But um, but well, I, they are I, wrapped up in the often in the same bar. Like always, just let's always, pack yeah. them all in. Let's get them yeah, all yeah. in here. But this the last do my necro impression. Shooting with the needle full of dead babies. <laughs> that's that's very good. That's, yeah, uh, that's I've, uh, I've been yeah. working on it. Yeah, um, but it's all in the same. Yeah, there's never like any separation. They're like, this is the rape song. This is the cannibalism song. This is the song about I don't know. It's insert whatever. What's that? Is that what's that? Is that necro and who is it? Necro and someone else that has that down on my knees song. That starts with him going, fuck it, suck it. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like oh, you're uh, a poet, man. He um, might actually be like our, our greatest living poet. Yeah. Since, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Down on your knees. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it is uh, nice to be back in horror core territory with you guys. That was, uh, I haven't, the last time I think was when we did Good Time and I had to, I listened to like a bunch of Esham. <laughs> to like Isha. educate God. myself well I think actually horrorcore had some I love when you pronounce a rapper's name like your DJ Vlad <laughs> what <laughs> do you say his name I've never heard his mother pronounce it so I don't know is it Esham Esham just the length of the E I really yeah. enjoyed it yeah yeah. our buddy our friend Esham yeah Esham Esham can you name any of your accomplices just in my uh, Vlad's impression here um, there's a <laughs> Fucking DJ CI, uh, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I um, I uh, I think that like horrorcore had some purchase over here, definitely because now people do gun bars now all the time and like music here, like the 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 biggest Irish kind of I guess urban music or whatever is probably like those guys, those drill guys, who are like um, is it what's his name Debo? It's the guy. Have you ever seen this guy? No. He's Irish, um, Irish drill. Okay. Yeah, he's he's like he. They have like two hundred million hits on on one song on uh, fucking. Um, it's not Debo. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. It, it, he's like him, him and another couple of guys that wear masks. Uh, his his thing. The rubber is bandits. 
No, no, don't say there you. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. They were shopping bags. Um, that's different. Uh, I hate you. Uh, but um, <laughs> I, Irish was it? It's it's oh, it's the O nine six. Oh, Irish rappers have started using their um, their uh, postcodes now, which is funny. Um, oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it came over. Uh, yeah. It's, it's Jesus Christ. It's um, it. If Irish drill, the case of Debo, yeah, Debo, yeah, he's like this, yeah, he's he's his voice is the whole thing is his voice is extremely deep. Oh, his, okay, um, cool. he, he's he's uh, he's uh, and like he's he's an immigrant, you know what I mean? And he sounds like he's um, well, I think a lot of them are, but it, it is like guys who are um, they're kind of they might be first generation or kind of African immigrants and they. Ha, or do British adjacent gun bars is kind of like the thing that they do, but like, yeah, all the all the guys in the it's the A nine two is the name of the the group. They're from Drogheda, which is very funny because it's like yeah, the most dangerous place in the world, loud. Uh, but I, uh, but no, I mean like that's always going to be a thing with Irish rap, right? But there are plenty of people out there, you know, moving chemicals. Maybe it's these guys, who knows. But um, but but the Debo guy is legitimately six foot eight, like, and he is he sounds like he has Andrew Nicotina style. He he sounds like he has a vocal effect on his like like he sounds like he's using a fucking like uh, like bass pedal on his on his own voice. I'm gonna go back to back with anyone. I can go back to back for this. Look at the flick of the wrist with a yola. I'm gonna back to back to flick. The sick of the time I stole my poke of the rambo. Where up your boy like red. I can't fuck with a man that joker separating the roof from the fake. Tobroski don't slam on the bricks. Tobroski don't stuff for the chicks. Man's in a passy dude. I gladly hold up what let that spray. They can hack this beef like steak. They don't slide like two see trick. Your bro bro got slapped on the maze and I come in the dark of the night this way. Yes, me deep boy. Like the pop smoke effect. The first time I heard pop smoke before pop smoke became pop smoke, I was like, it's just a fucking Decepticon rapping. Like what is happening? Like, yeah, it's what's going on. But but so that's kind of that would be it now. But previously I think horrorcore rap, there's definitely been Irish horrorcore guys. Because including I think a guy who really was who really did kill somebody or attack somebody anyway. Um, because it doesn't have that thing where people aren't there's no stigma. If you're saying, Oh, you're pretend American because you're saying you use guns to commit crimes or whatever. Um, it's like you don't have that with horrorcore because you're like, yeah, everybody knows you're not actually a serial killer. It's not like, you know, you, you don't have that bit to get over, you know. And and I mean, there's that Irish horrorcore rapper who did the song I've definitely mentioned on here before about legal highs called No One Calls It Meow Meow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we played it, on, I think, on yeah, the Good Time episode. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but that's like he's a, like a, a oh, Irish. Calls it meow, meow. Yeah, draw or meth. I, I eat my draw yeah. with my weed a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that kind of thing. Like, like it's popular here. That's why Insane Clown Posse have a big international fan base. Well, it, it's, it, you know. I kept wondering, like it, these horrorcore guys, like they seem like of the same. You know, we we talk about it here all the time, like uh, like older school rappers, like the only people who really support their music are in like Germany, you know, like yeah, the, uh, yes. the Euro rap fans yeah, who just yeah. will say the N word willy nilly. That's um, how you know rap music is the new jazz is because they're all their patrons are a bunch of weird Euro creeps fetishizing things from our. Yeah, it's, it, exactly. It's like, oh, man, we have every single rare Memphis like, uh, yeah. you know, cassette. Like, oh, where did you get them all? Uh, from a guy on Soul Seek called DJ Sven, 
Um, <laughs> DJ Sven, yeah. DJ Sven, 320kbps only, only three downloads a day. Um, yeah, or you will Less get Less DJ bombed. Sven, though. We're keeping, um, keeping it, but it is really, like, Brother Lynch Hung could probably go to, like, Stockholm right now and, like, play a show and pack out, like, a club, right? Like, that. Yeah. That's that was where I kept wondering, like, where is the horrorcore now? Um, what I do is think a lot of it has been subsumed into juggles. The yeah, or like the kind of Hopson kind yeah. of tech nine <laughs> strange music thing. Hopson. Like Hopson's yeah. like forty and he's still yeah, like the, on the they're still cranking out new music and it all yeah. sucks. And it's just like yeah, but I'm so I don't want to be like passing judgment on someone's favorite shit because they think they're the best MC ever. But like that shit is totally lame. Well that it was an interesting just, thing about the brother Lynch Hong songs on Strange Music. Uh, he did like three albums. And it's weird because that's not really my kind of thing. And it's less annoying when a rapper that's been a good rapper eight otherwise uh, eight other ways shows he can rap that way. But again, still not for me. But what was tough is so much of the early good brother Lynch hung is him just rapping as like a regular California rapper. Yeah. That yeah, happens really like to it. do this shit where the th- the album I got about a third of the way through uh, that was on Strange that was supposed to be like the best one was like a concept Manable album. Or whatever? No, Dinner in a Movie. Oh, okay, yeah. But it, yeah, it's like it was more of a concept album about this guy that is a cannibal, but he's also a serial killer. And are they going to catch him? And like that is just a completely different muscle. And the fact that you can do one thing does not mean you can do another thing. And there's something to be said for all the like pseudo artistry of all these like people that rap like new Eminem records or like he can't just fucking relax and cut the shit and be like, yeah, I'm going to rap about crimes and sometimes I eat people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because because like most rappers worldwide, right, on aggregate would probably kill somebody in their family to be a California rapper. You know, oh, yeah. like, 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 like it is, even if, even if it's Sacktown, even if it's you and Joan Diddy Diddy laying it down and you're not, <laughs> you're not in it with the real fella, you know, you're still like, it's still a, a, a degree of, you know, a level of quality high above. Whereas like I asso- associate horrorcore with like, I can't, obviously I can't rap. I've never even tried to rap or whatever. And I hate people who like try to do impersonations, even try to do impersonations of mumble rap, because that shit is hard to get right sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, but I would happily do an impersonation of like horrorcore rap immediately, you know? Where it's like, you, you know, you'd just be like, oh, 300,000 dead babies on my dick, you know? Find me something quick, I'm going to puke out my guts, money, money. Like, you could just kind of go on, like, you know, like, I, my bitch is a septum. Like, just, you can just say things, like, you know, there's like four or five things that Necro says all the time, you know, like, oh, needle pricks on my dick, suck it. Like, and it, it, it is almost he like had a, his, uh, his cadence down really well there actually. Like how he like <laughs> he like overemphasizes like one weird dumb part of it like so okay he's a <laughs> uh, the man is an artist listen I, neither you nor i could come up with a line of uh, dialogue let's stop talking about burzum and let's start talking about some bosoms um about that movie and yeah. it's lost to time but god that was a wait, great d- wait did we do an episode of it? no it was uh, we did it with brandon and um the recording was so fucked and like i tried to fix it and i just couldn't it was yeah he doesn't say that in good time doesn't he not he says it in the other one yeah 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 it's um, in the uh what's it called only heaven knows or heaven yeah, knows what yeah heaven, yeah, yeah heaven knows what yeah yeah um Oof. but um yeah that's, that's quite quite a film 
Those prisms. But yeah, like I'm, I'm just, you know, like oh, you know, wrap me, wrap me in an AIDS blanket, give me like the whole. You just there's like such obvious things you can just hit over and over again, you know. Whereas like, and and, it, and somebody like again, gangster Nip, sounds like an angry guy who wants to kill everyone, who has killed a lot of people. But I wouldn't necessarily say he's a horrorcore rapper because he more sounds like, you know, a a fucking guy from South Park, Texas, around that time. You know, who was who was signed to um, rap a lot or whatever. You know, he's more of a rap a lot rapper than he is a horrorcore rapper. Mm-hmm. You know, um, his Gangsta Nip best rap name of all time, I think. By the way, um, when you take into account that Nip stands for Nation of Islam is powerful. Um, I, I think um, I accidentally almost called him South Park Mexican there, which uh, well, <laughs> which gets into we, the number, which, is, uh, yeah, which reminds me of yeah, of, of yeah. Well, let, let, we're let, sort of we're getting to that territory of like we're talking about like, and I, I maybe we'll cut this, but like, are these guys you know, is this happening in the context of an actual criminal who actually does the things? Um, and I think 99% of the time we're saying no, but uh, Anthony did a little little research. Yeah. Well, uh, and it's, it's interesting because it's Brother Linchong is like the, the formative figure, but then it all seems like they helped come up under X-Rated, who was like an earlier Sacramento rapper that rapped about this kind of shit to a lesser degree. And then X-Rated went to prison basically over a pretty aggressive prosecution um, where they like played his music in court and he was like, it was early enough in like gang prosecutions or he didn't feel comfortable saying I didn't pull the trigger. I just happened to be there. Um, and then the prosecutor that prosecuted him ended up later getting dis not disbarred, but he was thrown out of the DA's office over child porn charges and then he ended up becoming a defense attorney that also managed X-Rated's music. So you have X-Rated, who is a bad guy, but probably not a murderer, and then who later made a deal with the devil with his now like pseudo-disbarred prosecutor to keep selling horrorcore records from prison. Then you have Six, Six who is Brother Lynch Hung's half-brother, who is an actual child molester and is an actual full-on bad person, and he's locked up for like 40 years or whatever. And then you have Brother Lynch Hung, who is just making this all up because it amuses him. So there's a real like continuum here where it all gets really messy trying to figure out like whether or not there's any guilt by association. But thankfully, streaming music means nobody gets paid anyway. So we will not be playing six for any of you, the listeners, but I definitely listened to it for an hour and a half, super stoned playing Dr. Mario, and it totally slaps. And <laughs> Six is in the film uh, briefly, right? Yeah. Yes. He is the half brother of Brother Lynch Hung, and this is a very poorly lit movie, and he doesn't have much dialogue. So anytime there's a moment where you're like, is that Brother Lynch Hung, but not really talking, and I don't know what he's doing, it seems slightly off, that's just because there's another guy that looks like Brother Lynch Hung in this movie. Yeah, that's a pedophile who looks like Brother Lynch. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, but literally the same thing happened in the movie The Predator. So, you know, we just kind of have to understand that it's, these things are not just limited to rap movies. Yes, exactly. That's true. Like, they had to re-edit that movie around an actual Predator. 
Oh yeah, because Shane Black's a piece of shit. Yeah, of exactly. Course. Yeah, Shane yeah. Black. Fucking yeah, Shane Black voted for his mate, and people were like, "Why aren't they employing your mate?" Oh, just because he's too good. He's too good. Yeah, it turns out he's too good at fucking being a nonce. Um, <laughs> Shane, examine your choices. Yeah, you piece of shit. Yeah, um, what a dick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's that's part of this. Uh, glad we didn't play any six six. that's actually Um, the funniest part is the interview that dj vlad does with brother lynch hung he asks him about six but he calls him sick x and because every rapper knows a million rappers with every permutation uh brother lynch hung doesn't realize who he's being asked about he thinks he's being asked about a different guy and then later he just brings up six apropos of nothing and dj vlad seamlessly seamlessly folds it into his conversational flow (laughs) Yes. like like um uh, like for for the purposes of the recording i'm stopping the tape fucking dj vlad can you like, say it into this white rose i've pinned to my yeah, exactly dj vlad is just that mr show sketch where uh your man has the giant hat on giant cowboy hat and he's like can you please talk to the hat it's <laughs> this huge comedy cowboy hat oh actually no hold on feel free to say it into the mirror <laughs> um, but uh but yeah no it's uh oh, what a weird i'm glad star i'm actually no i'm sorry i'm surprised star who is my new recent obsession oh star and buckwild star yeah he's still on the internet so he does a, a almost daily show um and it's fucked up first of all i do not endorse star is a horrible person wasn't he briefly on Everyday Everyday Struggle to replace Button? Or, or was that <laughs> You're nothing? No, he was. And the oh. clip of that, my, maybe my favorite video from the last five six years is the fucking compilation of him talking to DJ Academics on that. Oh. It's one of the most heart stopping things I've ever seen. Like <laughs> DJ Academics is trying to make some shitty point. And Sarah's like, being here is costing me money. Like, and he says <laughs> everything he says. He's like, because you're nothing, because you're a bitch. You shout Drake, who's supposed to be important now. You got man love for him. <laughs> yeah, like, you're, like, a, you're a fan. He keeps being like, you're a yeah. fan. Well, he, yeah, he says, are you a fan? What's relevant to what? Like, he's got this way of talking, which is so strange and, and like beguiling almost. Um, and But that when he's insulting somebody, it's just so priceless. I can't remember this. There's, anyway, any number of things. But it turns out that Star is, because my, uh, this was covered on another podcast I did with my friend Alex. Um, so Star played Rush on Hot 97 once. And Alex is obsessed. Wait, with, what Rush song? Oh my God. Yeah, so Alex was talking to him. He was like, you know, Star played Rush on Hot 97. And I happened to have been listening to Star. 2112 Savage. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Sorry, it was a little talking? late, but I needed to shout it. Like, no, no, that's no, not no. your Twitter name by yeah. now, Anthony. Uh, <laughs> stop with the state and local politics and stick with this with this but, gold but mine I, you found. I happen to be able to say I know why he played Rush because he's a libertarian and he's oh. he's, he's, an, he's a Randian objectivist. And like and like he literally says on his show, "I am not right wing or left wing. I am an." by way of Ayn Rand the t- and you're like because I oh, the first time I watched him I was like oh there's no he way says he says that? yeah I, I was like there's no way he's going to say objectivist 
to mean bottle rib jack. And he says, by Ayn Rand, look her up, an interesting thinker. Like he's got the fucking New York radio voice, you know. But he he just like he just makes fun of he's he just takes the most mean spirited angle on everything. But he's star, right? So he has just literalized the uh, secret machinery behind radio. Whereas he'll say really objectionable shit. And if you want to get on the thing, you have to pay him. Oh, so if you okay. if you if you donate, you can get on the show. So okay. he's literally just farming people who ring up, and then he'll, he but he he also comes up with all these arbitrary rules. So a guy will pay five dollars to go on and shout at him, and then he'll be like, "You're swearing, moron!" and like <laughs> and like immediately hangs up on him. But that he like doesn't the give Sam the five, effect like that. Yeah, he Sam doesn't give the five dollars back. Like you know, like so star <laughs> star is like just farming money off these guys, and like he has this massive obsession. With he has this very strange like fixation on well it's not strange but uh, uh, this misogynoir thing of how much he hates elderly black women and like uh, in in supermarkets where they're like the person behind the counter and it comes up on his shows all the time it's like I tangled with Mammy today like oh and it, like God. it's crazy but he talks about all this stupid gossip shit and like but I think. I, man, like, he has said some of the funniest stuff I've ever heard on this show as well. He might be, like, an actual demon, though. Like, that But is, he is he's a psychopath. Like, yeah. he went to jail. Of all the stuff, the radio stuff people went to jail for, or people got arrested for, or whatever, him saying the name of his competitor's child on the air, saying yeah, their, their home address, yeah. and saying he wanted, to, he would pay someone to sexually assault the child. He's all like, of that get happened. out of school at this time. Yeah. At this school. It's like, yeah. oh And he's like, I'm just creating heat. I'm a radio guy. You know, like, it's 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 very, very weird. He's and a strange. Did you know man. about the day Aaliyah died? Uh, uh, no. What they, did you. Oh, God. He. <laughs> they played uh, before, like, the lead in to the announcement. They played, like, audio from, I think it was the first episode of Lost, where it's like a plane crash. Oh, my they God. They play, like, the whole audio clip. I think that's what it is. It's just this awful sounding like plane crash no- noise. And then they yeah. announce that Aaliyah died. That um, is, I mean, New York radio and their obsession with fucking sound effects. Um, I, <laughs> like, I, that drives I, Nadia crazy when we're in the car listening to Hot 97. She's like, oh, oh, man, the race cars. Yeah. Hot know. 97, though, it's a real harmless now compared to like when that man was on the, I'm like, not in the good, and it's funny because there's definitely a combat jack. There's several combat jack episodes where he says, "I know Star," and it's weighted with so much context of like, "Believe me, I'm a, I'm a legal person in hip hop. I've had to deal with Troy Terrain at several points, <laughs> not by my own choice." Um, but uh, because he's always talking about how he's um, helping the police with his inquiries. That's his whole thing. He's like, I'm a super snitch, bitch. <laughs> and he's like, oh, this, it's like, it's so funny. He's such a strange man, you know? And yeah. he's like, oh, snitching, what do you mean? You're being on the winning side? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, you just have to, I would once listen to one of his streams because like, but be warned, like, he is a foul person. Like, when it comes to LGBTQ stuff, especially, he is just. I, I had to. Start, I was just revolted by the stuff he was saying about people. Like, um, whenever any there's a rumor about any male in the rap music sphere who has an interest in like like trans women or something, he'll just talk about it for like eight hours a week for for months 
Like it's it's a complete fixation for him. Yeah, you know? quite an audience for that still, which is a uh, pretty. Oh, definitely. Place. But again, it is it is funny to see them them like make themselves suckers of being like pay to call in and and like because so because the way you watch the show is or the way I I would anyway when I did is I'd watch his preamble and he'd um he talk about the hill figure he's wearing and whatever and then because he's he's a hill figure collector guy you know and uh, I was like uh, oh who's the rapper that. Thurston Howell. Thurston Howell the third, yes. Thurston Howell, yeah. Sasa Baringi, but yeah, no, he, he, um, Thurston Howell's great. Uh, uh, Serial Killer is a great song. But, um, that's, that's Thurston Howell, isn't Serial Killer? Serial Skiller is the Thurston Howell. I don't know, like that. Yeah, it yeah, sounds like skill. it uh, because yeah, skill is always the pun in all his. Skilligan's like, Island, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but uh, but you just watch the the first ten minutes of Star talking to himself, and then he starts talking, taking clips, and it's just, it's just guys he knows who want money off him, and then like people who've paid to be on, and people are like, why aren't you talking about how scamdemic? And he's like, oh, sir, I'm uh, taking. He took a very weird stance on um, Russia as well, and Ukraine. <laughs> Not very weird, but kind of interesting that he insisted, and he was like, I know you want to talk about the stupid whack black bullshit but we're talking about ukraine and Russian like, just very right i'm no clowning like sir this is a wendy's like no yeah one no no anything. he's just in his gaff drinking like stupid uh i think what does he drink novelty vodka or something oh. and he's just hammered talking shit the whole time but he uh yeah, Troy Terrain. He's out there. He's 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 still he's uh he's almost unquotable, especially for me. But but, but I still, but, this is but not you, an endorsement. Yeah, yeah, not an <laughs> but, endorsement. But he is definitely when when I think about when I think about Horrico rap pushing the envelope or whatever. Him saying that stuff on the radio, it's like no horrorcore song is ever going to get as singularly fucked up as that. You know, interaction <laughs> yeah. like so. You might as well call it all off. Any any other notes, Anthony? Sean, I like uh, no, no. I, I think. Let me see. I think I'm pretty, pretty clear here. Let me see. If there was a water pistol at a barbecue fight, I was out. I would kill somebody. Um, <laughs> that, that is. Um, They're going um, hard with those too, and and the water balloons. Like no one's safe. The are you, are you a diverse a, barbecue? Also, yeah. I was going to say colors of Benetton barbecue. Are you a gangbanger? <laughs> Aren't all black people gangbangers? Was a good. We need a white guy to say a stupid thing. Quote. Um, and then he transforms into an extension expression uh, of what monster, Lynch is going yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, awesome. Now I gotta eat this fat motherfucker. <laughs> it's the guy with the car. Well, the other thing is when he's he's eating that guy, and then he thinks about that guy eating chicken messily, and he gets kind of disgusted. That like I didn't very, get that. That's that's like weird, right? Like that's he's like, like about to eat the guy's guts, and he's like, "What's in this guy's guts? Fried like, chicken, oh, gross." Oh no, who doesn't? You know, it's like, come on, man! Like, weren't you eating that like twenty minutes before? Yeah, and um, <laughs> uh, Giorgio, um, Doo Doll, Blackstaff in the cuffs. Uh, loads of it is this. Is the lads just looking out the blinds? Yeah, I thought that was very funny. That was great. Um, the detective, no jacket. Um, <laughs> some of the gangs to talk at the start where he's like. Fuck his ass. Quote me on that. What does that mean? <laughs> um, um, do you know who, you know, oh man, are we kill that guy? Yo, you're one sick individual and I'm proud to call you my homie. Yeah, that it's whole like, first like stuck in the car scene was like, yeah. um, oh, you mean when they're doing the uh, the math magic trick? Yes, yes. That was, uh, felt very like, you know, 
like we saw uh like pulp fiction you know yeah know. oh for, there's a lot of there is in not an annoying way but there's a definite post pulp fiction thing like like the the, the, the matrix specifically is deeply tarantinoing right like, yeah yeah even though it's with a math trick that is now like the way that you know there's like a magician that's responsible for some crazy number of overall views of videos on youtube and he makes like videos that are clearly fetish videos but not labeled as such of women like flopping around and things and whatever but the other thing he does is these stupid tricks like that like magic tricks and everybody because if you say to people what number did you get you know three million elderly people will write seven underneath <laughs> um, are you my father seven like you know you get the usual so like all you have to do is farm responses from the harmless and, and uh, that is, street magicians have uh, close-up magicians have monopolized facebook and that really reminded me of that there as well yeah that was that was perfect i, I like it just it really set the tone for the movie in a way where i was like okay this is going to be fun like I was on board. Yeah. At was this point. movie uh, underwritten by the leather couch lobby? Oh, I thought nah. about the leather couch. I thought of maybe, our roommate Anthony. Maybe oh, yeah, miss my maybe miss my leather couches. That uh, when when Lisa and I the first place we lived together, she said we have to get them to take these couches out of here, and the, um, she asked, and the guy said absolutely not because you have no power as a renter um, anywhere. Um, by gone. But but we so like we. We had to we had to have them there, but there were these giant oversized ladies get calling them bollocks, like these huge <laughs> amorphous. But I would just loved fucking. I would fall asleep on them regularly because they were so womic. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they they'll just, absorb you and anything in your pockets. And then uh, the odor of anything that's been there for the past, yeah. like certainly they weren't probably. I didn't want to linger too long, but uh, but yeah, no, I really miss having horrible I, we, we were not i was not allowed to purchase one for the house so oh they're um, well they're they are just brutal like waking up hungover on one of those um, oh you can feel it on your neck you're like, yeah oh, just a very sticky like, gross yeah. experience yeah. but and if they're anywhere hard. near an open window uh during the summer they just heat up to about 130 degrees and then you go <laughs> yeah. to sit on one and you just scalded yeah, that's 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 not a problem I had, but I but I, I can we had see the that. same eyes. Just yeah. like instantly, I was Leonardo DiCaprio, meaning like leather couch, leather couch. Here we go. Uh, I really enjoyed the uh, the faked headlines in the beginning that they just printed in various sizes off like a regular laser printer. Oh, that yeah. was seven all day, right? They were trying to do oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the seven but, credits. But um, I think I think every I think the seven credits were responsible for. Almost all terrible credit scenes for the next like, maybe all 20. media period. Yeah. yeah, so many things want seven is one of those things where if you finally watch it, you're like, Oh, this is all TV and all thrillers and all anything trying to be cool after this literally was just straining to be fucking seven. Yeah. You know. Did um, the antagonist in seven uh do like a weird Jonathan Davis scat? Or is that unique <laughs> oh, to this movie? Yeah, there that I really thought the witch was putting in some real work here. Um, yeah. I looked her up too. She, um, Kiana Hall, she has done a lot of TV. She okay. worked on the film Whiplash as a stand-in. Uh, so right. okay. Oscar nominated, I think. But yeah, she's, right. she's got a lot of credits that are like... Multiple people in, in the comments of the movie would like to have sex with her. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, there's um, a very active comment section for the now YouTube. Is it just you with a bunch of burner accounts or is it like <laughs> it's all it's a lot of people arguing about six and whether you can still listen to six 
Uh, it's a lot of people <laughs> saying they used to have this on DVD and it's their favorite comedy to watch on acid, which may just be a Sacramento thing. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's delightful, though. Oh, yeah. A lot of timestamps, too. Like people being like, I That's love cool. this part. If you'd like to share that love with me, you can click. Oh, it huh. does have a very active, like, most watch, like that weird little fucking waveform or whatever on the yeah. bottom of the video. It's got one of those. It's great. Yeah. And a lot of people thanking the guy for uploading it because there used to be one a decade ago, and apparently that one got yanked, probably over some music during the part that was silent in this video. Fully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it is uh, those timestamp, you know, the most clicked things. That that kind of that aggregated word of mostly, that is a great way to find out where sugar free appears in sugar free feature songs. <laughs> because sugar free was on a bunch of um, no offense meant if you're with a person on this song anonymous dog shit this year where he just came on and was like punch women in the face I'm a man whatever and um, he looks great and he raps great in them and you can just log on to them and just click and skip immediately to um, <laughs> my name is sugar free bitch not freddy fuck for free um, oh, but uh, just I every line he's... you're just like bellissimo <laughs> this guy's he's... horrible <laughs> is he like one of those guys who's doing and I think he is doing those tweets like verses for 75 hit me up now for the next hour like I hope he is because that means guys we can get him to record like an intro. If Sugar Free I would die happy. The most like talk about when you're you know when you know when you like rap music and you know you talk to people and they're like oh well what rappers do you listen to and, you know, and I have to say all the time okay Sugar Free don't listen to him. It was like it became like almost like a catchphrase because people would go off and come yeah. back and be like this is revolting. This guy yeah, hates it's, it's like, yeah, that's kind of the enormous. point. Like, you can't, can't, like, like Lisa will only listen to Sugar Free. Like, <laughs> and, and, like, and, and like, rap, like, Lisa's good at like rap music, but then that doesn't help when we're both trying to explain it to someone. And we're like, no, like, sure, like, in his, one of his best verses, he says, I wore out three pairs of knee pads kicking your ass. But like, that's like in a good way, you know? Um, <laughs> Um, the only way, the only, the only way you're going to get laid, bitch, is to crawl up a chicken's ass and wait. Um, <laughs> I, I just, there are just a hundred thousand sugar-free quotables. There's, um, it's, oh, uh, so yeah, good. I, he's, I, uh, I know I bought one on every appearance. Version. I bought one on every appearance I've been on here, but I still think I wish he was in a film. Oh, it will happen, um, and we'll make it if we have to. Um, yeah, man. Well, I, that I, film, there is kind of a film. I sent Anthony a video of Sugar Free in his nice car uh, encountering a robot, like, parking attendant in a parking lot. And here we go. He films every second of the interaction as if it's um, it's going to go wrong. Like, he's, he's a, definitely <laughs> afraid of this robot. Yeah. <laughs> And he's um, like, he keeps trying to pull up on it. And he's like asking it questions. He's like, who are you with? And like, uh, so that might be the film that we have to watch for an entire episode. So. I mean, I just like, I just, you know, I, I, how did I sleep? Well, I dress good. I'm watching my cholesterol. I live in a body of water and I enjoy drinking alcohol. Like you're not going to get a better rapper than that, you know? That's so good. I, I feel like the, like if you're trying to explain sugar free to somebody, it just, everything he says sounds like a good cast aside a hot line of somebody saying something disrespectful in a movie like this like you can see yeah. him saying pick up 50 pounds of ice while you're at it which is yeah like, exactly oh. yeah yeah and they come back with loads of but like it is in 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 the 70s films yeah you're looking for 
one line from Sugar Free is like is like uh, is is would be the thing that would make the film. You know, people would be exchanging it as like the quotable, whereas he just talks purely, purely in quotables. You know, um, but um, yeah, he doesn't. He does not stop. It's not like it's not like they have one cool quotable that's passed down from generation to generation, and then someone like drops it as an improv in in this movie it's like he's just nothing but that all, yeah, he is the yeah. source he is all but he's a genuinely horrible man like yeah, like yeah. you can't get around like but that i say to anybody i challenge anyone if you can listen to that song he did with um with nate dog posthumous maybe the best posthumous actually probably it is the best post-death feature of all time is 15 minutes to five sugar-free nate dog and another guy um, and as, as most sugar free songs are, some young fella he got to pay for the studio time. Um, and just like that, that, <laughs> that like the, the, the story of the song of, of like the realizing that, like, um, that he'd moved in beside the woman's ex boyfriend or whatever, and, and her, it, it's just that 15 minutes to five song is perfect. 15 minutes to five, back for 44. My car's parked right outside, I don't have far to go. I knew this was a one-night stand, but what I didn't know. She kicked her boyfriend out, the fool moved in next door. Yeah, bitch, talking about, yeah, I live here by myself. Shh, my sister watching my kids, stay in the back. You could just go kick it in the den. <laughs> Sat on my couch and wrote a cushy block. Had a bottle of Remy Martin, I'm like, Anthony, other any other notes before we uh, go to the music? I did think that the uh, the van murder was one of the better, like just comically violent killings in a movie. Oh yeah, you mean yeah, when yeah. he the coroner's van? Or- yes. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. In the, I believe it's a coroner's van. Um, yeah, there's multiple minivans at that juncture of the movie. But when he runs down the guy that <laughs> multiple owes multiple minivans him, by John Waters. Waters. Yeah, yeah, that's the good. One. But yeah, the, when he runs over the guy that owes him money, Toby or whatever, uh, just cooks him in the minivan. It's great. Yeah. One of the yeah, better gore moments in the movie. Yeah, and there's a there's a lot of killing in this, but you know, as we usually do, we track um, the gun gun violence. Um, is there squibs? Is there, you know, actual guns? Are they doing CGI? And uh, there's like no gunfire on camera in this film. Um, they saved all that energy for the gore, which is wise, uh, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, it, it's all the better for it because they do really funny things where like a, like a lot of the shootings and, and violence happens like off camera. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they'll like pan back and show you like the aftermath or they'll go into a house and you'll just see like flashes in like the room and with, you know, paired with some really canned gunshot noises and it works really well. I think, uh, well, CGI gunfire is still pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's rough. Yeah. Yeah. And was it, not good in the year 2000 either. Um, so. no, 
And we've seen it. We've we've oh, we've yeah. seen some bad ones. But flushing oh. a rubber hand—that's timeless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's forever. That's kinema. Come this on. This is the movie that the hip hop witch should have been. Oh, that's Ooh, the bar. Incredible, incredible. Oh. Bang yeah. bang. That, that movie never had the witch playing dominoes. Missed opportunity. Oh, no. losing at dominoes. <laughs> that's true. Losing to her uh, to her lurch. Yeah, which is you could argue that in that case she's losing to her own consciousness because she has him under sway at that point. So hip hop, which that is something I had on 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 file for my um found footage thing, and I never did it. And it it's really bad. Like it's just, I know it's notorious, but I remember hearing about it at the time. Like, oh, it must be mental M and M's in it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's just it's these bad like vignettes. And we were texting with the director. Remember that Anthony Dale yes. Rage Restigini? Yeah, yes. the God. Yeah, Hell yeah. <laughs> that, that, that sounds like a guy with a story. Um, yeah, we'll probably revisit Dale. We'll hit up Dale. And see what he's doing. Yeah. Um, okay, so there is some music to discuss. Yes. Correct, Anthony. Okay. Correct. What uh, what have we landed on here? Oh, well, I mean, I think we should do both. Uh, okay. As as discussed, we're not going to really duck too hard into the uh, the strange music era but there's still some early brother lynchung that absolutely fucking rules um should we start out with backfade yes yeah. this was my favorite hard song yeah, yeah. um let me pull up i have notes on this in a different place than my notes on the fucking movie obviously because I'm and we can put it in a break wherever here too so. yeah. <laughs> um not like it matters yeah, no, it's got the fucking same Rose Royce sample uh, from the Car Wash soundtrack that's on uh, some one of the redone beats on uh, Too Hard to Swallow by UGK. And it's just it is very much just what like hysterical TV news explanations of like death row albums, what those people pretended that music sounds like. Or half yeah. the time you're like, oh, this is just straight up like lowrider funk. But then the other half of the time, you're like, oh, he is actually just naming body parts he eats. <laughs> yes. Yes. Great. Excellent. He wraps his ass off all over it. All right. Here it is. The cap busting never stops. I got my clips and my glocks. A bunch of motherfuckers give me props. Funny style fools, that it. That's why I never lynch hung with the crews. Love it, never caught slipping. I knew I had to have mine. So I hooked up with my folks who hooked a nigga with a nine. Now I got my own back fade. And once you start shooting at me, fools, you better have your own grave made. Food named Blackie. Spitting at everybody about how we was hard and was knocking niggas out. I see some envious of the lynch hung. Every time I talk to him, who say he just bought another gun. And I can feel him from a mile away. Frontin' like he all that shit. But like my nigga say, depending on a nigga, gets a nine in my back. So hey, I got my own back fade, nigga. Yeah, I got my own back fade. Nigga, 
I thought you knew you couldn't fade this. All them props you got ain't but fake shit. Trying to run up on a Uzi with a nine clip and find your brain cooking in a barbecue pit. Cause I don't play that shit, low, and I ain't soft. About your rumors, Gimme got his mouth shot off. Then his head cut off just for fucking up. With a nigga that got a room full of baby gut. When I was keeping it, I was tripping off of what I seen. Dumb nigga, you're fronting on the wrong team. I could have had you with a click, getting hella props. Now you run around like a monkey with his head cut off. Fucking with me? No, checking my nine pops. Leaving a nigga with a mouth full of gunshots. Buy a lunatic niggas for some old clothes. I'm like Cepeda, filling bodies full of bullet hugs. And I can feel them from a mile away. Frontin' like they all that shit, but like my niggas say, depending on a nigga, gets a nine in my back. So hey, I got my own back fake, nigga. Yeah, I got my own back fake. Hey, I got my own back fake. You know, I got my own back Come and go like a fool's life A couple of phobies in a joint Later nothing not That's why I'm kicking it with the hardest motherfucker living My nigga nine eating humans like Thanksgiving And it be eating them by the foes at least Marinating nigga skin like a thick slab of roast beef Then I'm cooking them while I'm feeding for feed Drinking a phobie, eat some human meat And sit and watch my teeth bleed Ain't a motherfucker out trying to feel me About a million motherfuckers wanna kill me That's why my Nina got 16 partners Smoking a nigga for my human meat potluck. Click pop buck shots to a nigga's chest. Nigga ribs in my mouth. Now who's next? I got the menu of a motherfucking cannibal. As I continue, I'm a human eating nigga rough. Eating niggas with my nine, so hey, you're fronting like y'all that shit. But like my nigga say, depending on a nigga, gets a nine in my back. So hey, I got my own back fade, nigga. Yeah, depending on a nigga, gets a nine in my back. Yeah, I got my own back fade. Couldn't give a motherfuck Heard a lot of motherfuckers wanna stop this I keep them paralyzed, young monotonous Though I pop shit something like a blood vessel Drink blood like a vamp, then become amp That means I take all the pussy and you get the fist Grab a leg like a wishbone and make a wish Pop, yeah, there it goes, first love led To a bed full of pussy bleeding bloodshed Now I'm psyched cause I know a nigga wants some He better pack a gun or know how to run And I ain't met too many niggas that could eat me Like a nigga with a mouth full of crooked teeth And I'm a motherfucker that thrive on homo sapien beef Them niggas don't know I'm seriously crazy And I can feel them from a mile away Frontin' like they all that shit But like my niggas say, depending on a nigga Gets a nine in my back So hey, I got my own back face, nigga
Don't I mean, any, anyone else's opinions on Backfade? Uh, I realize all my notes good. are about Just really. fucking really, 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 really good early 90s rock. Well. Like, I, I wish all music sounded like that. <laughs> like, I, 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 uh, it, is, it is just exactly what I want. That's all. Yeah. yeah. It no, it is. Like, it, it pissed me off a little bit because I spent most of my day listening to, like, later stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Thinking, like, okay, I got to listen to the one that everybody loves. Uh, what is it? The Sickness or whatever. Season of the um, Sickness, which is wonderful. Yeah. It was yeah, great. Yeah. I, I mean, I really liked walking around, like, listening to the skit where he, like, shoots a baby because it's crying. Like, that was like, funny. Nice. You know? nice. Uh, but, yeah. but then, like, this, I was like, oh, I think in my heart of hearts, like, I really just prefer the, like, sample-based, like, even earlier 90s sounding stuff because that that's that later shit is like the synthesizers are horror movie like chintzy in a way that is like easily parodiable and i think that's awesome i love that it sounds scary but um there's just something about the context of like early 90s like sample based shit that just makes this so much more fun for me personally it really does like i have to say i try to be you know i'm i i try to be as up on the new shit as possible and all like that and especially now i'm old it's even more ridiculous that i try to be like that but i you know i I try not to be prescriptivist about genre or anything like that but then i hear something like an early 90s sample based thing and i'm like yeah like don't tell anyone but this is the best it ever was you know like it is it actually isn't getting any better than hard shit like this like i'm sorry like i know i think a hundred gecks of rappers now (laughs) it's very it's very liberating to have those thoughts though honestly yeah does even the backpack straps which i thought which are which are in i can feel even them sloughing away and just (laughs) and just my inner dj sven download only three complete (laughs) albums 320 it's like european rap fan where it's like yes it is cool when it is very funky and then then, i mean nothing post 1994 written on the folder kind of thing that is that is the vibe i end up in i have to say Um, yeah it's it's tough because essentially you are stuck saying this is some of the best music of all time but other people that say that means specifically the 10 songs they know all the words to when what we're saying is that the little fine-grained nuances that make this different from above the law which is different from fucking the chronic which is different from and you could just like all those things you hear it once you start to listen to enough of it and you're just like oh this is such a novel take on something that was being done in a hundred different permutations in a 75 mile radius in one fucking state yeah yeah it's unbelievable like i like just however it is maybe it's because it's when i first got into rap this is the stuff that was beyond the kind of rock music fan also okay so like public enemy like the first stuff i got into was like you know uh, well actually it was more rap a lot and that kind of stuff but then you know and alongside everything in this era and it was like this is just it's unbelievable to me that music there was so much of music that sounded like this that was this good that came out in this period yeah. Um, yeah, but that's true of every period of music, really. But it, this is just the one that really hooked me. Like when I heard that backfade song, I was instantly like, I could listen to this for the rest of my life. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I always like to think of like who who does a band or an artist think they like think they want to be when they start, right? Like, and like I was, I guess the example would be like the Stooges. Like punk didn't exist yet, so the the thing they were trying to be was like people who like go on stage at like weird arts venues and like play a blender or whatever, like, yeah. like trying to be like performance art. They weren't trying to be, you know, the clash cause the clash didn't exist, but you know what I mean? Like who do they think they are? And then like what happens afterwards? And like, I guess brother Lynch hung in this 
early context, like wanted to be like a Rakim or like something like that, you know, or like a Big Daddy Kane. He said like he there's a video, there's a the documentary is what he's currently promoting. Documentary. Documentary. Um, nice. Yeah. And uh, and there's a clip, classic old school rapper um, nonsense. I influenced myself. Um, but he, he did. He At the start, he, he said he wanted to be. Like, it was like that really, really, really old school, like 80s stuff, you know, is what he was listening to. Because, I mean, that's how long he's been around. And from then on, he's just been like working off what his own stuff he claims, you know, just kind of working on what his own stuff is like cool Modi, and then after that it was just him, you know, it's kind of what, yeah. what his, his thing is, you know. But I love, I don't know, I, I, I just, just think it's it, this and the next one, Excalibur, are both fucking great, you know. Yeah, and totally different, great. like for being like it's three and a half yeah. years apart, they are both completely different and early enough in his career that it's not where he's ultimately going to go. Like, no. No, when no. he ends up later as sort of like just a, a strange music kind of tech nine like speed yeah, tech nine guy. is also here yeah kind of guy yeah yeah like that kind of shit is not for me but also half the people that do that what they're subtly saying is for the first time in my career i'm actually going to like take care of crafting something and that's not the case with brother lynch brother lynch no. has obviously spent a lot of time refining his bars on every project so when his style moves while it may be sort of like a mercenary gesture to start rapping like a sort of overrated kansas city independent rap just because there's only people buying physical media like yeah. at the very least you're like oh well it's probably amusing for you a guy that's mastered six other ways to rap yeah well i mean the way i heard about brother lynch was he was on those E40 albums I was talking about, the, the, which were, again, a big window for me into a lot of, like, the regional stuff. He was on with Tech 9 on a song called Zombie. And, like, the more I listened to those, you know, at the time it was just like, oh, all these different rappers and I hadn't really heard of that much. But now, it's like, you can see how E40, like, triangulated every single one of those songs to be like, okay, who's the most popular horrorcore guy mm-hmm. I can get on it now? Who's the guy, oh, the old school head that I respect the most that I can also get on it now? Let's write a song that's a, that has a hook that's about their subject matter and let's get me on there as well. And, you know, like that, he did that like 20 times per, per album for two albums a year for eight years, you know, yeah. some crazy thing like that. But like that really in, informs, that really is a good idea of where like Brother Lynch kind of stands in the pantheon, I guess, as far as I'm concerned. I know I'm, I obviously don't know what I'm talking about, but you know what I mean? Like that's the kind of, that's, what, that's how, how I would think about it. That's, I mean, I didn't know that existed, but that's a fucking, of course, E40 is just always he knew, co-signing he knew. the best yeah. shit. Well, yeah, and yeah, he my... threads the needle better than anyone else and saying, this is like a nuanced, demographically targeted thesis statement that exists within an album of 20 other demographically targeted thesis statements, but it's not a cynical advertising pitch. Like he somehow manages to just be like, I'm so interested in so much that I'm going to say, here's the song with A, B, and C that's on an album of various songs of A, B, and C that are all slightly different, but it's never like in the weird Drake way of saying like, oh, people like listening to Dram, so I'm going to make a Dram album until people are sick of that, and then I baby Huey my way over into fucking Afro beats or whatever the fuck, like Seattle music uh, allegory I'm going to reuse for this. E-40 had been an independent rapper doing incredibly technical, specific raps, unlike City Raps, and so and everything in between, at, at will for 30 years 
And like when you do that, that that that's like not a kind of person that really exists that much. For thirty years in twenty fifteen, and then he made choices, which was like his biggest song. Like his right. choices, which choices, which is that's a guy making the perfect vine song. Mm-hmm. Despite right. having been yeah. a rapper for thirty years, he doesn't just understand like how to get a big song on the internet. He understood what vine, what you know, how vines were being made, and how TikToks were being made, and what would make it last forever in that format. Someone's grandfather at that point, literally. Yeah, like, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he's uh, telling you his burritos and his moscato and his yeah, tequila and he's and the happiest he's ever been. Beer. Yeah, he's, he's that that failed fat burger uh, franchise far in the in the back in the rearview mirror. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, write the slang dictionary for you, but but that's what I mean. Like that, that like, yeah, you're right. It's not a cynical thing, but you're watching somebody find their place in, because like Brother Lintone having such a long career is interesting, and I think rap still isn't built for, you know, like there isn't ways to have a long career yet that are as, you know, carved out as like rock music or whatever. Like unless you're fucking, you know, KRS One, and you can go to every single documentary and say i've got a bar for every famous person in the you know 21 savage you ain't scary to me i you see my head and you'll go pee pee like like <laughs> unless you're the fucking yeah um like basic instructions before leaving idiot uh kind of guy like that or whatever you've got like one story about how you started rap music it kind of it's difficult to know where to fit in so it's interesting yeah to see um yeah this early in his career and how just how how hard both of these songs go though yeah. you know like yeah, this, this one is an absolute banger. This one's just called Excalibur, which is a cool fucking name. Also. Yeah. And legendary cover art. I Some <laughs> yes. of that was the reefer, admittedly. But uh, when I saw it, I needed to send it to the group chat because no, it is a, a fantastic Dick Tracy-esque um, piece, <laughs> of, piece of cover art. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Brother Lynch hung firing a firearm through a pillow, creating just fucking stray feathers all over. Like it's, it's you gotta have the feathers. The feathers are integral to like, if you're talking about a classic film reference, whenever a pillow enters the frame, there must be feathers. Like it just, you can't just have a pillow freestanding. That's crazy. No, no. Um, and I do encourage everybody. This is, doesn't mean to go into it, but I do encourage you to follow Brother Lynch Hung now on Instagram. Um, he posts gumbo recipes. Are you uh, serious? Yes, he's a very big Niners fan, uh, and he will just take his own songs and put it over like highlight clips of like Jimmy Garoppolo like rushing for a touchdown or something. Stupid. I love it. He's like, let's add a rip gut horror core to yep. uh, things that uh, the NFL is going to send DMCA takedown notices over. <laughs> yep, and he'll like he'll put a big big old watermark on there. He's like a uh, sick mode uh, <laughs> fucking uh, film productions just so in case anybody steals it. I guess it's great. That's it's fantastic ridiculous. to see. Uh, it's uh, old, older rappers navigating Instagram is one of the best uh, subgenres. I think. I had a weird moment listening. Excalibur's fucking great. It's a little more of an evolution of his sound and the beat, still fine, but it is more of like the kind of thing Nicotino would rap over. But there's a moment uh, as he's talking about how he gets ready to commit crimes, and he says he's drinking Thunderbird and Kool Aid. But at first, I thought he said Underberg, like he's hanging out in like <laughs> Polish after-hours Chicago bars, and like making things that taste like bad, cheap absinthe. So you got to save those caps. You got to yeah. turn them in. You'll get all kinds of things. You might yeah. get a disappointed though. Plane. 
Yeah, to actually learn what he actually said. A thing that yeah. happens to me in rap music all the time. Once a year, I just bump into something. Where I'm like, oh, for 20 years, I've thought they said this amazing thing, but not the yeah. case. Yeah, well, in your head canon, it can be Underberg, Anthony. Yeah, it's okay. It's, I love the idea. <laughs> all right, well, I know we're about to lose you, so this is we're literally right on time. I'll give you guys two minutes back. Um, <laughs> yeah, nice. Thanks, Sean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've worked in an office and I will again, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah God willing, inshallah. Um, okay, so with that, we. Free Max B. We're out. That's my ex. That's my ex. That motherfucker kept sniffing for goods. Put the plastic in his mouth, the back of his neck left. And you don't know nothing, but the killer got away before 4 30 in the morning. I'm going in the six tray with the windows up. Must have had gin in the cup. Cause I'm swerving in the fast lane, about to be spinning them up. It all started when I twisted the lid off the OE and CARI double O and imported LTD. Where my motherfucking sick may jacket at? Cause that's the only one I could use. When I saw you at the war, yeah, when I lifted you out your shoes, it was that pressure from the 20 gauge. When you felt like it, cause your chest bled wide open with it. What nigga you shitting went around talking that shit about that nigga? That's my Kim, folks. Shoulda knew the real why you was giving out that info. Information. I be off that Perry Mason. When I hit them all up, rip them all up, rip them. Kill them all up, fill them all up, lick them, rip them, kill them, pick them, ditch, get them and hit a lick and take that grip. Put them in the back of the Cadillac. Show them how the mini Mac gon' act. My tactics is lethal. Leave the whole town hella smoky like the bandits stepping over dead people. It's like that. And you wouldn't know it cause I'm a cool ass motherfucker. Then dealt with a gang of suckers as I wait for this city to heat up like a hot pepper. Got a whole load full of Evian and a trunk full of Ethno Technos and I can't let go. Catch you at your show slipping, hoes tripping, bows ripping the street up after I heat my heat off the hook with this sick man shit. Straight man nigga, fuck it. Pass me the straight lace liquor to the face nigga off that Thunderbird and Kool-Aid and all eight. Easy on the liver, still make me kill a nigga. Split your head like a pineapple. Die natural. Five at your dome, send them home in a pine box. I mean, lift you at your socks. Pay attention to the clock. It's a half pass. A nigga's ass lamb in the grass. Take a suitcase full of cash and mash. Sixteen in the clip. Crumble the herb. Roll the split. About to watch your brain split in half. Blood, bath, water, and fried nigga nuts and bones. Located this home. I think his name was Tyrone. But you know that motherfucker kept sniffing for goods. Put the plastic in his mouth. The back of his neck left. And you don't know nothing but the killer got away before 4.30 in the morning. I'm gone in the six tray with the windows up. Must have had gin in the cup. Cause I'm swerving in the fast lane. About to be spinning them up. You can call me Black Saddam Hussein. Pump sign out through my vein ass nigga. You can see me on the south side of the street. Marinated by the opposite niggas that flood the city. Get ready for something pretty. If you sick like Frank Nitty, suck blood from my mama's titty. Instead of milk, play murder music in my tape deck. Instead of silk, end up killing one of them motherfuckers. So fuck them hoes, they like rims. Have you killing niggas cause they got stole. Woke up at 3 a.m., got high till 7. Jumped in the whatchamacallit, headed toward heaven with my 50 sack of some shit. That'll make you get there about 11.30 with your t-shirt dirty. I'm worthy, strapped like James as I venture.
future into this faulty game. In the main frame that I buck and rough to rain. Then hit the plane. 15 guts on a triple beam scale, nigga. Actual contact from the strap that I held, nigga. That motherfucker kept sniffing for good. Put the plastic in his mouth, the back of his neck left. And you don't know nothing but the killer got away before 4.30 in the morning. I'm gone in the sixth grade with the windows up. Must have had gin in the cup. Cause I'm swerving in the fast lane, about to be spinning them up. Motherfucker twisted up Yo. And from the sound of the bell I got hella motherfuckers running up What should I do about these fucking fleas? Give them all they want and put disease in they weed Pick a up way out this nigga I know you got me on your side But I got you on stand up so plan another way Another way, another way Told me it was copacetic But I catch you slipping like Pippin' and shaking Bake you like trout lady Hit your mind burning these slime drips Time gets deeper As you meet the Grim Reaper In the form of a man Double in them twin 45's Got your price licking I'm peeking, that's why these niggas wanna rip kick me I'm rolling squeaky in my whatchamacallit With a 45 in my pocket And I'm a young alcoholic like peace folks I had to make it happen Sacramento's most wanted, I gotta keep packing Cause of that, my favorite cousin just got four years And uh, when his little brother died, he showed me no tears What's your point? point is, shit get deep as the ocean Take a shot, these niggas blood and rub it on like lotion It was like, once upon a time, a long time ago I was sticking nine millies in the pussy hole. Get off the old hate hole, murder mode. Then I gotta go to a spot where they don't know I'm deleting niggas that be giving out my info. That motherfucker kept sniffing for goods. Put the plastic in his mouth, the back of his neck left. And you don't know nothing but the killer got away before 4.30 in the morning. I'm gone in the sixth tray with the windows up. Must have had gin in the cup. Cause I'm swerving in the back, so I ain't about to be spinning them up. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.